the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the greatest passages in Scripture, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 28. Next. All things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Romans chapter 8. That passage of Scripture has been used to the point that many don't even believe it anymore. But you see, that is a foundational truth that we should be resting on daily. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Today, we're in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 28, in a message called All Things Work Together. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. The devil wants you to question God. He wants you to get mad at God. He wants you to hate God. He wants you to hate people. He wants you to feel like you're a victim all the time. He wants you to stop trusting the Lord. He wants you to take matters into your own hands. The devil wants you to take matters into your own hands. He wants you to feel like you're the only one that's going through anything. He wants to drive you away from the church. He wants to drive you away from the people that love you. He wants to drive you away from people that will hold you accountable to your commitment to him. He wants to drive you away from reason, sound reason. He wants to drive you away from people that have wisdom. And he wants to isolate you and get you thinking that, man, you're the only one going through anything. And why did God let this happen? And why is this? And not understand that sometimes God's got a greater purpose. Just hang on. Can I have an amen, y'all? Just hang on. He's going to see you through this. But what happens to us is we start to call into question God. And instead of saying, God, I just trust you. I just trust you. And for all of us here... It goes back to this, for we know that all things work together for the good, okay? Now, point number two in all of this, when we're in moments like that or when we're in life and we're just going through life and life happens, point number two is, now I've got to have patience. Write that word down, patience. Now, he said it here, and this is important. He says, for we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. So now he's saying that there's things that he's doing and things that happen, but it's, it's working together for good. Work takes time. You have to let it unfold. Something is working out on your behalf that is going to be good, but we have to let it take time. But in our culture, and in, especially here in America, we, have, we want instant gratification. We want instant. We have a microwave society. 
And so everything has to be fast. It has to be fast. I want to give me I'm fast. I got to catch the bar, man. I got to get on this train. I got to get over here. I got to have time to mess around. And then you see everybody just moving. People are just, just going. You know, people are running to and fro. And people are increasing in knowledge, the Bible says. That. And next, you know, nobody has time to sit down and just, can we just sit down here and just chill? Why are you so antsy, man? Just relax. I can't even eat my hamburger with you. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's like, can you, you want to just look at him and say, peace, be still. And I get it. I'm on the move a lot. I understand. But when it comes to God, you can't rush him. Because he's got to work things out in his own time and according to his own purpose. And we have to let him work things out. And God will place us in a position where you don't have any other choice but to wait on him. Hello, Red Sea. God will bring you right to the brink of the Red Sea and you, and you don't have anywhere else to go. Are you going to trust me? God will bring you right to the middle of, of, of just losing everything. And then, and then you have to trust God. And, then, and then, you, then you look up and say, man, okay, Lord, what you want me to do? Well, I, I wouldn't even have had to bring you there if you would obey me way back there. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so what happens is we have to allow God to work things out. All things are working together for the good. God's working something out. We have to learn to have patience. Look at your neighbor and tell them you got to have patience. Look at somebody else tell them you have to have patience. You have to have patience. Now, having patience doesn't mean that you're just willing to wait. It means you're willing to wait with a good attitude. Uh-huh, I lost some of y'all now. I lost some of y'all now. Some of y'all waiting reluctantly. Instead of waiting and saying, God, I thank you. I just believe you. I just trust in you. And it doesn't feel good, but you know what? Hey, Lord, I'm just glad that you're here with me, that I'm not just waiting by myself, that you're sitting here with me in this process, and it doesn't feel good. And they laughing over there at me. They talking behind my back. They say, I'm crazy, Lord, but I'm just happy you're here. And, then, and instead of us sitting in the corner having a pity party and thinking that God's coming to the pity party. You can't manipulate God with your tears. Oh, God, you don't love me. Then God's going to give it to you. No, he's not your mama and daddy. That doesn't work on him. Elijah tried that. Didn't he try that in the cave, Minister Jennifer? Lord, I'm the only one left. He told, he told Elijah to get up. He said, I got 7,000 just like you that have not bowed to the knee of Baal. He said, get up and just go keep doing what I'm telling you to do. God didn't cry a tear. He said, get up and get busy. For us, it's the same thing. God, he, he understands our tears. He understands our heart. But he also knows that we got to let him work it out for us. And all things are working together for our good. I have to be patient in life. And I've learned just to sit back and say, okay, well, let's see how this unfolds. Let's see how it fo- unfolds. But pastor, they're talking about us. Well, I'm not. Let's see how it unfolds. They're mad at us. Let's see how it unfolds. Do something. Nope. We'll see how it unfolds. Let God work it out. Because God is working all things together for your good. Can I have an amen? He says here, 
And I, and I love this. He says, and we know that all things work together for a good to those who love God. And I love this because one of the things that we have to get rid of during this time when God is working things out and he's bringing forth stuff in our lives is we got to get rid of our pride, y'all. Just write down the word pride. Okay? So I have to know. I got to be patient. But then I also have to allow God to deal with my pride. Because of all the stuff that I just mentioned. Sometimes the optics look bad. Sometimes the appearance is so bad that we get embarrassed. Or the devil will try to make us feel ashamed. Because we're going through one of those moments when God is trying to work all things out for our good, sometimes it doesn't always look good. We have to get ourselves in a position where we're not so worried about what everybody else thinks about where you're at. Woman came and she was, she was hungry and she wanted something. And she came to the Lord and the Lord told her, it's not me to give the children's bread to the dogs. She said, but even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus looked at her and said, what can I say about that? And, and, and he blessed her. What, what happens is, is sometimes you may be in a tight spot. You may be in a spot where it looks bad. But you can't allow that to drive you away from God. You, it should drive you to God. A lot of times it drives people away from God because they're prideful. You know, I don't want to appear a certain way. I don't want it to look bad. Well, look, man, you're struggling right now. Yeah, but I don't want anybody to know. Oh, you know, I'm... But man, you, you got problems. Yeah, I, I know, but you know, yeah, you know. And then people, because of their own pride, you know, I don't, God, sometimes God's provision for you to get you delivered from pride is to have somebody else help you. See, because God's working on something different in your life. He's trying to work all things together for your good, but he's trying to also take something out of you that's hindering you from seeing the blessings flow. And so sometimes God will put you in a place where you got to ask somebody for something. I'm not used to doing this, bro, but I'm going to come. You know, I, I'm finally here. Well, 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 what you is too prideful? Don't be prideful. Hey, man, I just want to give you this. Can you? No, I don't need that, brother. I don't need that, brother. Then they walk away and say, man, I wish I would have took that. <laughs> but they're too prideful to receive it. You know, because people want to be always the giver. Makes you feel good. Yeah, I helped that person over there. I helped. Then they tell everybody that they did it. I, I, I'm telling you what, that rubs me wrong. When you got to go around now, tell everybody what you did. You just lost your reward. I did this. I did this. You see that? Yeah, that's my outfit right there. Yeah, that's my outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too big for me, you know. Now, so I had to. You know how people do. I'm talking about church folk, too. Man, nah, man. Do, do it. And I did it. I'm not tripping off of it. But what happens is people are, it takes, it takes a lot of humility to say, you know, I have need. And as God is working us through situations, sometimes we come to a place where we have need. Imagine King David. He's, he's the king. He sins against God. With Bathsheba, he goes through this whole process. Next thing you know, he finds himself out on the run. And here he is, the king, the king of Israel, and now he's in caves, running with his band, trying to find food. 
He's been to the top of the mountain. Now he's low and he's out there and he's having to deal with it. But what is God also doing? God is breaking down his pride. King Nebuchadnezzar, he was, he's king. Babylonian empire. God gives him a dream, knocks him down, chops him down. Next thing you know, he's out in the, he's out in the, just in the wilderness. Fingernails growing out. Just lost everything. And he lifts up his eyes. He said, now I know that God is the king of kings. What happens is sometimes we're going through and then God is, he's getting something out of us. We got to let him, we, we got to stop hindering him with our pride and just say, God, here I am. I'll just have your way. Just continue to have your way in my life. Then God continues to bless us and we move on. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then the last thing is this. When we're going through moments, when we have situations and we know that God is working all things together for our good, we're having patience and letting God work things out in our life. We've allowed God to deal with our pride. We, who cares what it looks like to everybody else? The last thing, and I think this is the most important thing, is that when we have moments like this, is that we've got to realize that somebody else is watching you. Somebody else is watching you. Somebody else is looking. Somebody else is, they know that you love God. They know that you're called according to his purpose. But they also know that right now God is working something out. And he's working something out for your good. And sometimes in the beginning it doesn't look good. But what happens? They're trying to see how you're going to respond to the turbulence. And so for all of us, we have to see ourselves as living epistles. And that God, sometimes it's just putting you on display. And we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks because I think it's important that we realize we got all kinds of stuff going on in the planet. So many things happening. And they're happening not just to bad people. They're happening to good people. They're happening to people. But for the saints of God, people are looking for us to be an example. So during those moments, what are we doing? Are we keeping our mind on the fact that, man, God, people are watching me go through this. They're watching to see how I'm going to respond. And that's okay. They looked at Jesus' response. They look at the Apostle Paul's response and Peter. I can go through the Bible. All these, all these individuals had moments when they're on the display. And God is working something out. But during that time, people are just watching. Let me see this. And it's amazing how if you hold your ground, you do what you're supposed to do, how God will take you and boom, he'll elevate you. And your elevation isn't just because, you know, you did everything perfect. Your elevation is because God wants to, and I love this, y'all. God wants to display you in front of the people that was hating on you. And he allows things to play out. I want you to open your Bible and then go to Psalm 27. I'm going to read this. And, and, and this is going to be the end of this message. We know that all things work together for the good to those that love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. Look at this. Look at verse 10. Psalm 27, verse 10. We're going to read this down. It says here, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. 
and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. How many need to hear that this morning? And what happens is, when you look at this, this Psalm of David, it's, it goes back to what I've been saying. Sometimes as God is working, all things are working together for your good. What happens is, sometimes God's not just putting you on display for you. He's putting you on display to shut somebody else's mouth. And that's okay. Now, the thing that we don't want to do is, is say, you know what? God just elevated me because he's trying to shut your mouth. Can I have an amen? Because you know that's what you want to say. But you can't say that. You continue to let God fight your battles. You can literally let God work all things together for your good. And for us, we have to see this. Look what he says. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. We know that the Lord, he's a great caregiver. He takes care of all of us, the whole world. He says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Understand when Joseph went to the pit, to the Potiphar's house, to the prison, and then to the palace. God led him on this journey. He led Joseph on this journey. Then Joseph goes before his brothers and becomes a blessing to his brothers. Okay? God takes Joseph, puts him on display. Now his brothers, his enemies that put him in the pit, had to turn around and look and see what God had done. To elevate Joseph and put him in that place. Was his journey easy? No. But was it necessary? Yes. Did God get glory out of it? Yes. But when Joseph knew what God had done, he didn't turn around and say, I'm going to kill y'all. Mm-hmm. Didn't, y'all t- didn't I tell you about my dream? Can I have an amen, y'all? He didn't say, I told y'all about the dream I had. Y'all didn't believe me. He didn't, he didn't become bitter and angry and allow hatred to fill his heart. He looks back and he says, what you guys meant for evil, God meant for good. Look, what I, look where I'm at now. And he had a pure heart before God through the whole purpose. What's the same thing with us? When God lifts us up, we want him to give us a smooth path as he takes us to this place because of our enemies. But when God does it, we don't turn around to our enemies and say, ha. Am I preaching right now, y'all? Because some of us, see, y'all said I wasn't going to be nothing. And look at y'all broke and look at me. <laughs> Come on now. See, all of y'all were haters. Y'all said me and our marriage weren't going to make it. It's 30 years, and you got four divorces. Come on now. You know how it is. And then what happens is we turn around, and God says, well, now I can't even keep. Now I got to take you through it again. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? And that's what happens because We don't get the message that this is about all things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. And this isn't just about me. God is doing something greater according to his purpose in my life. And if I got some enemies, God knows how to lift me up and shut their mouth. But I don't turn around and become hateful with them. So Jesus gets on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them. 
He didn't say, I'm going to kill all y'all when I get down. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then he says this. He says in verse 12, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries for false witnesses have risen against me and such as breathe out violence. That's part of life. That's going to happen. He says, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I think this is part of the problem that we have in churches and even in the church is that people don't believe that good is coming to them. And I'm telling you this morning that good is coming to you. Have patience. Know that it's coming to you. Continue to let God deal with any pride in your life and then allow God to work out because somebody is watching you that needs your testimony. But let it take its place. You got to see that good is is coming to me. I'm blessed. Good is coming to my life. That it's not going to be a valley all the time. God's going to take me to a high place. But I've got to know this. I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm not talking about when I get to heaven. I'm talking about in the land of the living. That God's got something good for me. Can I have an amen, y'all? That God's got something good for my life. I believe that. But what about what your friends said? Doesn't matter what they said. What about what your mama said? Doesn't matter what she said. What about what this guy said? It doesn't matter what anybody says. I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land. That, man, I haven't lost heart because I keep believing that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then look what he says. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your what? Your heart. He strengthens our heart. He says, wait, I say on the Lord. And waiting helps. Waiting is that, is that, pl- that posture in place that we get to where we know all things work together for the good to those that love God. And God begins to strengthen your heart with that. And now you become a fortress. You become a strong place, a strong tower. God can say, listen, I, I got him. And saints, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be moments in your life. But continue to believe God and trust him no matter what happens because all things work together for my good. All things work together. All things are working together. So I'm driving down the street, bam. Oh, man, Lord, what happened? Man, I don't understand how this happened and why it happened. But praise the Lord, I still trust you, God. But I'm going to get you, dear. I go to the chapel service last night. Dude, you wouldn't believe what happened last night. Last week. What happened? Man, if you would have been here, I wouldn't have preached. After I got done preaching, the guy came to me. I'm baptizing him. He's crying. And what he was really saying is, man, I'm glad you wasn't here. Get <laughs> I have an amen? That's what he was saying. Man, I'm glad you weren't here, man. But you know what? All things work together. All things work together. My car's fine. It's going to be fine. I'll get it back in a week. But all things work together. Say, lift up your eyes and see that all things are working together for you. Get things right if you need to get it right. But let God work all things together for your good. Can I have an amen? Come on, everybody stand to your feet this morning. Now, I'm going to have a special altar call this morning for those in this room 
and that probably will be all of us, for all those in this room that need to allow God to work on our patience. Hey, so if you don't come to the altar, you're a liar. You know, patience. Patience is something that, you know, one of the fruits of the Spirit of God is patience. So it's not something that I just have to have on my own. It's something that the Holy Spirit will, will release in my life if I will allow him to do it. And saints, this morning, my prayers is this message is ministered to people that are in that moment where you're trying, you're, you're believing God to work all things together for your good and, and you're knowing that he will. And maybe it might, you may not be in a situation now, but you want to have this. You want to have this in the vault because you need to take it out when you go through a moment. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.